on the field, and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Long winning. Runner goes. Swing a fly ball to center. This should do it. Billy Hamilton, the call, the catch. And the White Sox take game three. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field with Jerry Augustine. Here's Matt Pauley. Brewers come up short of the sweep. They still take the series, but they lose today by a 3-1 score. One of those tip-your-cap days when you look at what the White Sox did from a pitching perspective at the same time. Brewers had a few opportunities. They had seven at-bats with runners in scoring position. They only get one hit, and they leave nine on base. So the Brewers had some opportunities tonight. Uh, All being said, they were... To be cliche, kind of playing with house money tonight, end up uh, losing this evening, but still a good series, taking two out of three from a good White Sox club. Welcome into the program. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting into the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. Or you could tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine uh, alongside and. Augie, I think this is one of those games where you look at what Lance Lynn did specifically, and I, I know the Brewers, like I just mentioned, had a few at-bats with runners on scoring position, but I just feel like Lance Lynn was really good tonight. You know, you, you talk about these two starting pitchers today. We look at Lance Lynn. Lynn needed just two innings to qualify for having the lowest ERA in the American League, and you look at what Woody is right there with the top in the National League. you got two really quality pitchers that go out, and when they get themselves in trouble or have a have or the opponents have an opportunity to score, really come up and make some big pitches. And I, I think that's something you saw out of both pitchers tonight. Guy get, getting opportunities, but these guys going out, they pitched the ball very well, located their pitches when they needed to make the big pitch, made the big pitch, and a big difference in the ball game. Again, was it, the, was it Lance Lynn with the big base hit in the second inning? And really, when it comes down to it, Brandon Woodruff had a bad inning in the second where he gives up three runs. He gave up a couple two-odd hits. Gives up a hit to the opposing pitcher. Woodruff was just as good as Lynn outside of the three-run second, and that ends up being the difference in the game. I'll tell you what, I I have to give a lot of kudos to Woody tonight and what he did. After he gave up those three runs, he, he walked off, and you can see his disgust. He came out the next four innings, and he was dominant. Mm-hmm. Out of that next four innings... Only three players went to two ball counts. One was a walk to Garcia in the fifth, and there were two other times where they got to two ball two ball counts. He was dominant. He was locating. He was using all his pitches. But I'll tell you, we talk about him, and I always call him a warrior. Tonight, he was dominant. He turned it up a notch because he knows he, knows he had to because you know you're not going to get a lot of runs off of Lance Lynn, and he dialed it up a notch and kept the Brewers in the ball game. Yeah, it's, uh, I've got no problem with his performance tonight. I just there's If you want to take an issue with the Brewers in this game. It's their one for seven with runners in scoring position because in a low scoring game like this, you need to collect a hit or two more in those situations. At the same time, I just, I think the White Sox pitching was really good. I have, I have a hard, this was just a well played baseball game and the White Sox won it. They don't, they didn't walk guys tonight. You know, yeah. we were talking about, about the other, the last couple of nights where they're walking a lot of guys. I think the first night it was nine guys total going to three ball counts a lot, going deep in the counts. They didn't do that against the Brewers offense. The Brewers offense was trying to be patient. We had some opportunities. We, we had some balls hit that I thought we just missed. We could have uh, scored some runs, but I'll tell you, you got to give credit to Lance Lynn and Kopech and, 
and, and Lamb Hendricks uh, last two innings that he pitched because they really dominated. They stayed, stayed ahead of hitters and did exactly what you have to do against a good ball club and win the ball game, and they did that against the Brewers tonight. Again, if you want to join us uh, for the program, you can do so by calling or texting 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620, the Yankee Net Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Or you can tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We'll continue on in just a moment. Brewers fall to the White Sox 3-1. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Shade toward right, right center in the pitch. Swing on the mound, struck him out. Fastball at 96 again. That one about letter high. And Tim Anderson, no chance on that one. Another Acunet Mortgage strikeout for Brandon Woodruff. Brewers come up short. They lose to the White Sox today 3-1. They still take two of three in the series. Welcome back in to Brewers Extra Innings. 855-616-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet into the program as well, at Matt Pauley on air. Doug texting in says, I know this will never happen, but it should. Christian Yellich should be your last outfielder. Even Bradley is playing better. No way he should be batting second. He has Taylor batting seventh. Doesn't he see what we see? So, Christian Yelts is not playing good baseball right now. He is struggling at the plate. This is his worst month of the year. I am not making any excuses for Christian Yelts. Um, I think when Doug says what he just said, he's not giving Yelts the credit for some of the things he's doing. Uh, you look at Christian Yelts, his on-base percentage is at 382. Jackie Bradley Jr.'s on-base percentage is 257. So Yelts is getting on base about 30% more than, than, than Jackie Bradley Jr. is. Here recently we've seen a few more hits from JBJ. Yelich still has a presence in the lineup. He still forces other managers to really, they, they, they change what they're doing based off Yelich being there, whether it's reputation, whatever it might be. So I, I take a little issue with, with, with Doug and, and, and what he said right there in comparison to the numbers that JBJ is putting up. But the larger point here is that Yelich is really struggling at the plate right now. Um, he's not hitting for power. He's not getting extra base hits. Recently, he's not getting on base as much. I mentioned the 382 on base percentage. That thing was above 400 like two weeks ago. So that thing's been plummeting here uh, recently as well. We've talked a lot about Lorenzo Cain's going to be back coming up on Tuesday. Um, and, and what do you... I, I don't think Tyrone Taylor's getting sent down. That's the first thing. But then the second thing is the playing time and when Kane is back, all of a sudden, I do think, based off the way Yelich is playing, there are going to be conversations to be had. Do you give Yelich as much playing time, or do you give him some more days off and let Taylor go play a little bit in left field? And my expectation is that we're going to see some of that. Well, I think, Matt, I, I think you got onto something where I think that the Brewers will be talking about it, and that's going to be the coaches and what their plan is for Christian. And there's no doubt that he's struggling this month. We all know that, that he's struggling. I think they're really pitching him extremely tough. I think any time and you watch the way they pitch him. They really pound on that fastball up in the zone on the inside part of the plate. It's, that's very tough for a left-hander to get to. And then they go soft away. I'll tell you what, I thought Lanston did really well for him. He threw him that good slider down and in. Mm-hmm. Extremely difficult to hit for a lefty. But that real nitro zone or that good zone for a left-hand hitter is down in the lower part of the strike zone on the inside part of the plate and up and away. And they're just going a little bit higher than they should on the... And he's just not getting to him. But I think they're, they're 
there's a plan. I think, I think if anybody understands it more than anybody, it's Christian, and he knows that he's no, he knows he's not. But I think he's still pretty much leads the team in run scored or pretty close. He's to top it. three, top three in yeah. run scored. And if he, he wouldn't have, have missed so much time, he probably would be. Probably would yeah. be. So I, I think there's going to be a plan for him, and that's something I think they're going to work through. But I, when they all said and done, Christian, they need Christian Yelich in that lineup in order to get to the next step is where they want to go, and that's again make it to a have the opportunity to get to the playoffs and they need a christian yellow in the lineup so whatever they do i think they're going to have a good organizational way of going about it and he will probably get some days off yellow in the month of july a 209 batting average one home run five rbis 329 on base 299 slugging which is really a rough number and then a 628 ops it's 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 just not just not going his way right now. Yeah, they're just making, you know, and I don't want to say that every pitcher makes great pitches, but uh, they are making some good pitches on him and really moving the ball around on him and staying in the zones. You have to stay away from uh, a, a good left-hand hitter. And, you know, we're seeing balls today. I saw a couple of pitches today that I thought that when Yelly is swinging the bat real good, he's just going to see it and he's going to drive that ball to the to the left field gap and he just was laying off those pitches, wasn't getting to them. So, yeah, we, he's struggling a bit. He knows it, and I, I think they're going to try to come up with some kind of plan or get some extra work to, to get him back where he needs to be. Jerry and Bayview texting in. The Brewers run into Lance Lynn tonight. Still think they're catching fire. Let's watch. I, you know, There's sometimes, Augie, where we walk into this room after a loss, and you're, you're kind of lamenting the fact that the, the Brewers let one get away or they didn't play well or whatever it might be. And yeah, Brewers could have won this game. They were a, they were a big hit multiple times away from you know, at least tying it up. But that being said, like this, this is not a, a loss that upsets me. This is just a loss that happens over the course of the year. Two good baseball teams playing against each other, and one of them happened to win. Like if you're the White Sox, you're you're walking out of here frustrated because of the way you played in the first two games of the series, and you're just you're, you're just glad that you were able to salvage a game in the series and put together a good effort on the field. But the, the White Sox walk out of American Family Field feeling much much worse about themselves tonight than the Brewers should. They do, and and when you talk about this Brewer ball club, and and it's look, this is just one of those days where you got Lance Lynn who's just thrown the ball extremely well. These were great pitching matchups. All of them were. Pitching Matchups, but it got a little out of control with the bullpen for for the White Sox and, and the first two games, and the Brewers were able to take advantage. They weren't able to do that. Lance Lynn went long enough, and then Coppedge came in the game and did a really nice job. And then uh, I tell you, Liam Hendricks, he was just phenomenal tonight. I didn't realize that he command that his velocity was up in that 98, 99 area. He was up there tonight making some great pitches against the Brewers hitters. But you know, the one thing the Brewers continually do, they continually get that good pitching and that. That good defense. It's all going to come down to good pitching and defense. The offense will score runs, but every once in a while you're going to run into one of those guys who are throwing the ball very well, and tonight it was Lance Lynn. 3-1. Brewers fall to the White Sox. They'll take two of three in the series. We'll break for the news, which is coming up in two minutes, and we're back after that. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. And the pitch. Swinging a drive in the right center. It is going to get off the wall. In the second base with a standing run scoring double is JBJ. And they're on the board at 3-1. to one. 
That would be the final score, 3-1, as the Brewers come up short to the White Sox. Still end up winning 2-3 of three in the series. Brewers Extra Innings continues. If you want to join us, 855-616-1620, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We were talking earlier about uh, about Christian Yelich. Uh, Austin tweets in, says, is it time to consider moving Yelich in the lineup. Um, I understand why you would say that. And for me, if you move him in the lineup, it's actually to try to get him going a little bit, giving him a little bit of a different look. And he's toggled between two and three recently, um, but he hasn't gone anywhere other than two or three. I, I still like him in the two spot. Because he gets on base, so he's getting on base in front of other other players. That on-base percentage is, you're not going to move Colton Wong out of the leadoff spot. You're not going to have Yelich leading off. So he gets on base a lot. So I like him in the two spot. There's still a little bit of danger there. So I, the, to me, the only reason to move him in the lineup is to try to get him going. Yeah, you know, sometimes I, I know when back when we played, Harvey Kinos had this, had a, had, would go about it in a way that if someone was struggling and he was he hit in the top five in the lineup, he would move him back to the eighth spot at that time because we had the DH and everything. Move him back to that that the eighth spot and let him let him have a couple couple games in there and then virtually move him back to his regular spot and that, and that did help uh, help the hitter get see some better pitches at times. But you know, when you you look at where Christian is, I think he, it's a spot where he just he's going to get pitched no matter where he is. They know about him and they know, understand who he's going to hit. And I'm sure we're going to continually talk about it during his struggles. But I think when you look at where he where you put him in that lineup. I believe like you believe. I think that second and third slot is the place you want to put him. He still has an effect on the game and how you pitch and how you approach the the Brewers' offense when he's in those spots. I like him in the two spot more than I like him in the three spot. You mentioned the eight spot. You put him in the eight spot, he gets on base, the pitcher can bunt him over, and then you're at the top of the order. Um, But at the same time, trying to get him going and trying to get him back to being 2018-2019 – you know, you're going to tell Christian Yelich you're now our eight hitter. Like that's that's a that's a tough conversation to have. Yeah, he does. And you know, I look at other things too. You know, the struggles he's having at the plate. The thing when what he does do is he's an excellent base runner. He does things when he gets on base. He he makes things happen. He scores like you just said. Like we talked earlier, he's in the top three and runs scored on the ball club. These are things that are huge for this ball club. And he does things while on base that that also helps this ball club be better and so I just think it's something we have to work through will they make some adjustments with them will they give them some time off I think these are things that we will all be discussing until we that until we see um, Christian up really comfortable at the plate performing the way he wants to perform and I think that is going to come I just think it's right now he's in a, a little bit of a, a bad spell and uh, and it's going to come along but it's going to be the Brewers coming up with a plan for him and and Christian get feeling comfortable at the plate and doing the things that he wants to do interesting um interesting tweet from at Brew Crew Scott was the 0-2 pitch to Lynn Woody's choice counsel's call Omar's advice or just a mental lapse you can speak to this better than I can, but I'll say I know at the end of the day, the pitch that comes out of any pitcher's hand is the pitcher's choice. They can that's the, the they're the one with the ERA, not anybody else. So that's right. so Absolutely it, right. it's it's the pitcher's choice. Now 
I don't see many Brewers pitchers shaking Omar Narvaez at all this year. Um, I do think it, you, there was, in some aspects, that's a little bit of a mistake right there. But at the same time, Lynn's not a bad pitcher. He's a guy, or a bad hitter. He's a guy who was in the National League previously. Um, but you're also, you don't want to futz around with with Lance Lynn if you're Brandon Woodruff because you, you want to keep that pitch count down. So it's kind of a, I don't have an answer for Brew Crew Scott. I think it's it's kind of, a, it's it's all of the above in many ways. It is it is all of the above. And I, it is a pitcher who makes a decision. Uh, and you don't, uh, I think it would, when you see him with, with Omar behind the plate, they're, they're, they don't shake, or even Manny, they, there's not a lot of shake-offs during the game because they're pretty in sync on their game plan. The way they want to approach and the way they go about about each and every hitter is just, a I think, a ball where he felt that Lance Lynn hasn't been hitting. Mm-hmm. And he just tried to throw a good fastball, and he put the bat on the ball. There's really not too much you can do about it, but he put the bat on the ball and forced the ball out into the outfield. They were able to score two big runs there. Yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you what, it did affect him, and I, I think he, he's probably one pitch if he would want back the whole game. That would have been the That's pitch. It. Yeah. That been, but I, I, after he got done with that, you could just you could just tell it bothered bothered Woody that much because that next four innings he was so solid threw the ball extremely well and uh, it was as dominating as I've ever seen him. 3-1 Brewers fall to the White Sox. The postgame comments of manager Craig Council next on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Runners take their leads. The pitch. Strike three called. Cutter right at the knees. And Yelich has gone on strikes. We were just talking before we took the break about the uh, pitch that was thrown from Brandon Woodruff to uh, Lance Lynn that resulted in Lynn driving in a couple runs. Well, manager Craig Council spoke to the media just a little while ago, and uh, he also addressed that pitch. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things. Um, You know, he blew two fastballs by him, kind of, and then... You know, the guy put a, put a bat on the ball and put it in the right place. Um, and I'm sure, you know, you're always, when the pitch is getting ahead, you're always kicking in yourself. So it's, you know, just one of those things that happened. Unfortunately, there was men on base and ended up being a big spot. But he, he pitched, you know, he, he pitched really, really well and threw the ball well all night. I thought that stuff was really crisp all night. Um, you know, it was really, to me, it was the Zavallis and the, Lynn had bad the first pitch curveball, you know, for a base hit, and then Lynn, and that that was it. It was the rest was I thought was she was just really really good, as good as we've seen him. Unfortunately, with a pitcher like Lynn, sometimes that's all they need, right? Is a few runs. You look at his stats for the year, and he just hasn't given up many runs. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't give up runs, and I mean, there's there's you know, he showed us why tonight. Um, the, the 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 cutter he's throwing is it's a good, really good pitch, and it's. Um, you know, it, it's changed him against left-handers still. Well, it's changed him against left-handers. Um, you know, it's it's a weapon for him for sure. Uh, it's, it's sharp. Um, and it was, you know, he's he's had success against everybody this year. He's tough to score against. We got a couple of rallies, and it's one of those things where you got to, you know, we had limited opportunities, a couple of small opportunities, and we just didn't get the next hit. His cutter breaks so much; it almost looks like a slider at times, doesn't it? I mean, he has the real. Yeah, you, I mean, you could, yeah, you could call it a slider. He throws it really hard. It's hard, but he 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 changes the velocity with it a little bit, and he's got 
you know, one of those, he's just got a good feel on the mound. Um, he, he got, he gets down the mound, good extension, kind of a low slot. And, um, so yeah, but it's, it's, he, he can shape that pitch or change velocities with it a little bit. He, he did, uh, he did have a couple, you had that one shot against him, Craig, in the fifth with a triple and the double. And of course, Woody, Woody actually didn't have too bad of a bat. He struck out eventually, but, but then the next inning, Against their, against Kopech, and then that was kind of it, wasn't it? Those two shots, right? Well, we, you know, we had, we had fifth, sixth. Um, we, we had a couple opportunities late, like second half of the game, leadoff hitter on against um, Kopech in the eighth, um, you know, a little bit against Kopech in the seventh. So we had shots. Um, it was, we, the next hit eluded us tonight, um, unfortunately, and, and, you know, and then the Hend- I thought the Hendricks just when he came in and he, he, you do have to be aggressive against him. The first pitch is a really good pitch to hit against him. Um, we were aggressive. We just he, he got us to pop it up. That's, that's what he does. Um, but we were aggressive on. I thought pitches good pitches to swing at, and uh, he he just you know he, he just beat us a little bit. Um, but not making it easy on him in the eighth kind of set him up. You know, with a two inning save made it a little easier on him in the ninth. Like between the uh, the big crowds this weekend and just the you know the overall quality of play, how how did you think this this series? How did it feel for you guys? Well, it's a good team. I mean, that, that's that's the biggest thing. This is a really good team. Um, they they bring good players. They throw good players out there every every spot. The the, the pitchers that throw in the game are are tough. Um, so, like I said, we we played two really good games. I thought we played a good game tonight. We just. You know, it was we were we were missing a hit, and we we're facing some really tough pitching. Um, and it, so you did. We just didn't do quite enough against a good team tonight, and and so they beat us. Um, but we we, you know, we gave ourselves some little shots. It's just I get like against the guys like this, you just it's limited opportunities, and you got to make the most of them. And fortunately tonight, we weren't able to. Your your pitching, Craig, though, really measured up. What I mean, like we knew they would. They have all year, but I mean, you gave up five runs in three games. I mean, against a really good lineup. Yeah, we we pitched well. Um, you know, our our, our everybody pitched well. Uh, you know, everybody that we threw out there this weekend did a, did a really nice job, and and we're really strong. Magic Craig Council speaking with the media just a little while ago. Brewers lose tonight. They still take two out of three from the Chicago White Sox. Overall, pretty good weekend out here at American Family Field. How did tonight's game go down? We'll tell you next with the highlights. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Pauley. 3-1, 3-1, Brewers fall short to the White Sox. Starting pitching matchup, Brandon Woodruff going for the crew. Lance Lynn on the mound for the White Sox. The White Sox, they would strike first in the top of the second inning. Yoan Mancata, he would get a base hit. Then Andrew Vaughn would ground into a double play. So relatively quickly, two outs in the inning. But then a walk to Brian Goodman. Uh, Lieri Garcia would get a base hit. So runners on at first and second for Sebi Zavala. Swing and a base hit to center. There is going to be a play at the plate. It is off target and late. And the White Sox have the lead for the first time. Not done yet. As uh, Lance Lynn would come up to the plate, Woodruff would go 0-2 on his counterpart, but he couldn't put him away. 
Here he comes, lined in the shallow right, base hit. One run is in, the throw coming home, another run scores. On a base hit by Lance Lynn, you talk about helping yourself. So 3-0, the White Sox have the lead. Brewers tried to make some noise in the bottom of the third inning with two outs, Brandon Woodruff at the plate. Swing and a line drive into shallow right, coming on Sheets, diving attempt, and it falls away from him. It's a base hit for Brandon Woodruff. Next hitter, Colton Wong. Wong waits, wide open stance from the left side, Lynn throws. Swing and a line drive, that will fall for a base hit. Tying run's going to come to the plate, and Christian Yelich. Yeah, runners on at first and second, but Yelich not able to come through. Runners take their leads, the pitch. Strike three called. Cutter right at the knees. And Yelich has gone on strikes. Remains a 3-0 game. It would stay that way until the fifth when the Brewers would get on the board. It would all start with a one-out uh, plate appearance by Tyrone Taylor. And the pitch. Swing the liner into the gap in right center. Get down, ball. Base hit. Extra bases, Tyrone Taylor. Around second. He's gone. For third, the throw, belly flop, slide, he's in there. Runner at third, Taylor, one out, Jackie Bradley Jr. at the plate. And the pitch, swinging and a drive in the right center. It is going to get off the wall. In the second base with a standing run scoring double is JBJ. And they're on the board at 3-1. Brewers can't get any more runs across there in the fifth inning. It makes it a 3-1 game. We didn't know it at the time, but that would end up being the final score. Brewers had some opportunities. Michael Kopech would come in to uh, replace Lance Lynn in the seventh after Lynn throws six strong for the White Sox. And with one out, Jackie Bradley Jr. back at the plate. Swing and a shot right center. Goodwin got a good jump on it. Dives, can't make the catch. It rolls to the warning track. Jackie Bradley Jr. is going to have an extra base hit. A 100-mile-an-hour fastball from Kopech, and JBJ got his barrel to it and hit it off the bat at 108. Avisayo Garcia would come up as a pinch hitter, ending Brandon Woodruff's day. He would walk, so runners on at first and second, but Colton Wong would fly out. Christian Yelich would ground out, and it remains a 3-1 game. Brewers again would make a, a little bit of noise in the eighth inning when uh, Willie Adamas would uh, walk, so he's on. That once again brings the potential tying run to the plate in Omar Nervaez, who uh, strikes out. Also, Rowdy Telez, who uh, pops out, and Jace Peterson strikes out. 3-1 going to the ninth inning uh, after Jake Cousins had uh, pitched well. Brad Boxberger, he throws a scoreless top of the ninth, so we go to the bottom of the ninth inning, and it all gets started with Tyrone Taylor. Swing and a line drive, base hit to center. All right, Tyrone Taylor. Yep, Taylor's on, and that once again brings up a number of batters who represent the tying run. It starts with Jackie Bradley Jr. He would fly out, then Luis Urias would come up as a pinch hitter. He would strike out, so two outs, one on, and Colton Wong, the final hope for the Brewers. Wong winning, runner goes, swinging a fly ball to center. This should do it. Billy Hamilton, the call, the catch, and the White Sox take game three. 
With the win, the White Sox go to 59 and 40. The Brewers drop to 58 and 42. Winning totals for the White Sox: three runs, seven hits, no errors. They leave four. For the Brewers, one run, eight hits, no errors. They leave nine. Winning pitcher Lance Lynn, he's 10 and three. The loss to Brandon Woodruff, seven and five. Liam Hendricks gets the save. It is his 24th of the year. The game lasting three hours and 13 minutes, played in front of a good crowd of 36,887 folks. Brewers come up short. They lose to the White Sox by a 3-1 score, and now they go into an off day that will be followed by a series in Pittsburgh against the Pirates. They'll begin on Tuesday. We'll preview that series. We'll also get you some scores from around baseball. That's all up next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. 3-1, Brewers come up short against the White Sox. They still win two of three in the weekend series. Unable to complete the three-game sweep of the White Sox. They have not completed a sweep of the White Sox of at least three games since a four-game sweep July 13th through 16th, 1995 at County Stadium. Clearly the two teams don't play against each other quite as often. I wish there was a way, and, and again, I, I understand from an interleague play standpoint, the White Sox designated rival is clearly going to be the Cubs, as it should be, and, and the Brewers designated rival is the Twins. That's why they play the Twins every year. And it's great to play the Twins. Um, you know, the whole, the whole like, even scheduling, that's a, that's a sham at this point in Major League Baseball. You don't play the same teams that the other teams in your division play. The, the the Cardinals historically have had an advantage in the NL Central playing the Royals as often as they play them because the Royals had been a, a bad team for a while. That hasn't been quite as true uh, in recent years, but that's a thing. Like, you, you don't play the same teams the same number of times as all the other teams in your division. So that being said, you would like Major League Baseball to be able to figure out a way to, um, you know, Make it that the Brewers and White Sox could play on an on an every year basis, almost the same way that the Brewers and uh, the Twins play every year. Speaking of the NL Central, though, here are your finals from today: the uh, Cardinals knock off the Reds by a 10-6 score to avoid being swept. Cubs over the Diamondbacks 5-1, and the Pirates uh, lose to the Giants 6-1. Standings right now in the NL Central: Brewers have a six and a half game lead on the Reds, Cardinals eight back, Cubs nine back, and the Pirates 19 and a half back. Speaking of the Pirates, that's who the Brewers will play next starting on Tuesday. Pitching matchup, Brett Anderson goes for the crew. Tyler Anderson goes for the Buccos. 6.05 first pitch, 5.30 for pregame, and I'll talk to you on Tuesday night along with Jerry Augustine for another Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ.